He would feed all the southern You see, it doesn't mean that one who doesn't inform you beforehand, he's not a guest. Even if he appears unexpectedly, still he's a guest. But those who appear expectedly, they're relatives. But those who appear unexpectedly, they're guests. So they say, if one anyhow appears out of his own will, then he's a sadhu. He appears to deliver the following. See, the sadhus, they're only thinking about the welfare of others. Wherever they are, they bring Bhagwan to that place. There's no need to even go anywhere else. Because sadhu is always thinking, how can I think about the welfare of these fallen conditioned souls? They will not come on their own, so we ourselves will go there. He'll come everywhere if you don't call him. Because the entire world belongs to Vasudev. The whole world is his family. Vasudeva Kutumbakam. And those who consider themselves to be servants, they are servants. And those who do not are not really servants. He'll be destroyed then. He will not follow Prabhu. Not only follow Prabhu's parikars, the bhaktas. Therefore, what the sadhus do? Even if anyone doesn't call them, still they'll go door to door, house to house. Why? Once one sadhu, he went to one householder's house. This household was very wealthy. He was not opening the door. He was knocking, knocking, knocking. Say, how long will you close the door? Not open it. He opened the door. Why are you so fearful? I'm not the quiet. I'll steal everything away from you. You say, you come out of this prison. Where are you imprisoned? In this house of yours. Anyhow, you open the door. Then you say, this landlord, he said, Oh, Babaji, here we are, here is Sanyasi, here detached. Why should you come to the house of us, Vishayis? We're bogeys, Vishayis, we're worms in hell. Why should a Sanyasi like you come to our home? Very impure place. You should not come to such a dirty place like our house. Because you renounced everything. So therefore, you should not come to foreign souls because then Maharaj said, I am not renounced. You are renounced actually. And so how am I renounced? He said, I'm not, I've come to see a renounced person like you. He said, I'm not a Tyagi. I'm a Bogi actually. I enjoy So his landlord was thinking, how oh, my Tyagi, will he make me a sannyasi like him? He has so many others, but why does he want me to make, why does he want me to become a sannyasi? Saying, Maharaj, oh my sannyasi, I have house, I have children, I have garden. And he said, you see, this Parameshwar, Param Brahma, you've renounced him, therefore you are Tyagi. 
because you have renounced Bhagawan himself. Therefore, you are renounced. You say, I am a prince. I am his servant. Therefore, I am enjoying all the facilities that he has to offer. Therefore, how am I renounced? You are renounced. You have renounced him. You say, everything is for me. Prabhu is mine. The world is mine. Everything is mine. Therefore, I am the biggest enjoyer and you are the most renounced. Because you renounced even Bhagawan himself. Therefore, what else do you have? Therefore, I have come to give you this wealth. He said, you are only a landlord in name. Only your stomach is big. I have only come to see renounced people like you. Then he said, no, the sadhu is very intelligent. I cannot chase him away. So what should I do? So then he said, Baba, here. Okay, I'll also give you something. Take something. Just leave me here. Don't stay longer. So how will I go? As long as you haven't offered yourself as the Lord's feet of Prabhu, I will not go. You see, you have left Prabhu. You're a big fool. You see, all these others, will they be by your side forever? As long as you have this blood within you, they will use you. And once you become weak, then they will not care for you. They'll throw you out. You know all these things. Because, see, the heart of Sadhu is like butter. You see, he's not anyone's servant. He will not flatter anyone. Therefore, the Sadhu, how is he? He has this Sadvastu. He gives this Sadvastu. He is, gives these divine qualities. And this way, even Ambrish Maharaj, he saw Durvasar. She said, Oh, I'm so fortunate. He has come on his own. Because the Rishis, they don't eat, drink anything. They're very austere. In Maharaj Ambrish also. See, the sadhus, they're only surviving on this Bhagavatras. Wherever they go, they go according to their desire. Then the Rasa Rishi came and said, Ambrish Maharaj, now the time for Paran has come. Make everything ready. So everything's ready. All the Brahmins have come. Rishis, Althumar Rishis. So let me go bathe and come. So then, then he went to bed on the banks of the Yamuna. Ramrish Maharaj, he came he, to this Madhupuri. His capital was Astinapur, Delhi. So then, the whole day of Ekadashi, he do Harikirtan, Yagya, Harikatha. Whole day, everyone would come, all the citizens, everyone follow Ekadashi. Whole night, they'd be awake. In the morning, he'd be in the Yamuna and then Nuanik feed all the Brahmins and then he take the remnants in this way Vasaraji went to bed and still didn't come time for Paran was passing because once one does Ekadashi then the proper time he should break his path break his fast Especially on the second half of Dadashi, or else the fruit will be lost. 
So he didn't come. Then he asked all Santas Rishis, Maharishis, what should I do? Because no one will eat unless Durvasa Rishi will come. Because Durvasa Rishi, he was, he was the, he was like the godfather of all the sadhus. Very feared amongst all the sadhus. So everyone was scared. Therefore they were waiting for him. Then the Brahmin told Ambarish Maharaj, you can anyhow, you can take Shanamrit. It's like not taking anything, but also taking something to break the fast. So he took one drop. Shanamrit. Then Durva Sarishi, he came immediately, saying, who are you? Saying, now we've eaten and you're giving me your remnants. Then immediately, he removed one of his matted locks and threw it on the ground. And then Kritya Rakshasi, she immediately appeared from this matted lock of hair. But still, she could not do anything. Why? Because wherever the Santa goes, the Sudarshan Chakra is always hovering above, protecting him. And so he burned Kritya Rakshasi. And this way, the Sudarshan Chakra started running behind Durvasarishi. He was a Yogi Rishi, Brahmashi, Tapasvi, Rajashi. Then the Chakra started following him from behind. And this way, he started running everywhere. Brahmalok, Vishnalok, Shivalok. And so when he went near Bhagawan, then Bhagawan said, You see, the Sadhu is my heart. And I am his heart. Except for him, I don't know anything. And except for me, he doesn't know anything. So if the thorn is in the foot, then how can you remove the thorn from the head? You have to remove the thorn from the foot. So the devotees are, my, are like my feet. So go and ask forgiveness from him. So he was, you are Rishi Maharshi, his household is the king. And you should go ask him. Then Durvasa Rishi fell at Dambrish Maharaj's feet. Same Sudarshanakra burned him to ashes. So anyhow, he, uh, he offered Jastanga Pranam to Amrish Maharaj with folded hands. He said, oh, now I've seen the glories of the bhaktas, of the devotees. See, Bhagavan sacrificed everything for his bhaktas. Oh, please forgive me. He offered many prayers. Meanwhile, Maharaj Ambrish, he prayed to Sudarshan. Sudarshan left. Then he fed Durvasarishi. For one year, he was waiting. Saying, oh, what have I done? Ambrish Maharaj was thinking, I've done such a great offense. Why did I do Baran? You know, the Paran would have been not been done, it would have been better. Because now you see, after Navagya to Sadhu, it seems like I'm giving him my remnants, is not good. Then he was doing repentance. And this way he was atoning. So by the time this one Ekadashi passed, one year had passed, just by the power of Ambrish Maharaj's austerities. And this way. And so he made Durvasarishi happy. And then Durvasarishi said, Now I'll go in all the three worlds and I'll tell everyone how glorious Bhagwan's bhaktas are. They have so much Shakti. 
where will I go stay? How will I be able to have your darshan then? How will I be able to serve you? What have I done? Why are you sending me out to preach? So one Maharaj was starving, fasting, didn't drink water or anything. But Parangdev said, no, you must go now. I wish to go preaching now. I sent to two four sevaks. So in this way, anyhow, Vaman Maharaj weeping, he left the temple. So then, anyhow, the Vaman Maharaj had to go preaching. In this way, where he left, when he left, and anyone, wherever he'd go, they'd call him, please come here, Maharaj. And one day he'd go so many places, preaching, doing kirtan, speaking harikatha, celebrating so many festivals. And when he come to the temple, on the Vyaspuja of Parangurudev, he'd come. For two or three days, again he'd go out preaching, come out, come for Gaur Purnima, Parikrama, Atiyatra, and then he'd go. Whole year he'd be absorbed in preaching. Whatever collection he'd get, he would give it to some brahmachari and he would send the brahmachari to Navdeep. He would not come to Navdeep, but they say because of his preaching, so many people joined. So in Parangra they left in 68, then Guru Maharaj, he became the Acharya. And they say, people knew from before. Invite in Assam, Gwati, Selchar, Vasugao, Agartala, Tripura, so many places. All of India he preached. Manipur, Imphal, Tura, Meghalaya. This is the northeast India. India borders China and Myanmar, Burma. This is the border of India. And in Tura, there in Meghalaya, 80% are Christians. Because the uh, Christian missionaries, they, they converted all the tribals. And this way, bridge there, he made a temple. Primary school, college, university. And then, he taught all the students. And even one of the students, he became Vamamara's disciple. He became a teacher there, principal. And this way, the brahmacharis themselves became the teachers, principals, like how during Prabhupada's time, this Bhaktanath Institute was being run by disciples of Prabhupada, similarly disciples of Vaman Maharaj, they were running the school. And this is so many people joined the mission. And when Paramahansa went there, then Maharaj, he had to look after the Mathura temple, publish books. My Guru Maharaj, he'd go with all his God brothers. So my Guru Maharaj, he said, How can I go preaching alone? You should also come with me. So sometimes Guru they would go preaching with him. Sometimes Trikram Maharaj, all his God brothers would go with him preaching. Why? Because Vaman Maharaj would say, When people see all of you, then they'll automatically be benefited. Because just by seeing a Vaishnava, one becomes pure, purified. There goes Sundarbans, Bengal. Then there is no proper road there, no electricity. 
you have to cross the river in sundarbans and as soon as you get off the boat then there's so much mud until the waist waist deep and this 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 wet mud is very difficult to remove from your body this slush it no matter how much you rub your body and try taking it out it doesn't come out there there's a village called vidwapada in village all the ladies there they widows why because all their husbands have been killed by tigers the sundarban there is very famous for tigers royal bengal tigers so wherever even he spoke adikatha red kirtan and then say now he wal maharaj told go there now i'm going to lakshmi janardanpur you must also come with me so even sadasandas would come all them would come to see the sadhus but then there was an electricity at the time there used to be this hurricane lamp they used this hurricane lamp and then they say there would be honey collectors there would be farmers and then in the evening karikata would go on but they were all very scared the tigers and tigers therefore the little therefore people would guard them from all four sides because tiger would always attack it's very common there so karikata was being spoken there in in a school big ground school ground and there was no sound system nothing many people had come people were very faithful there so after katha every day was a rule they how some apsal we distributed some kichdi something even till o'clock sometimes when harikatha would go on till in the night but still something would be given some apsal that him there what do they do they dig a hole in the ground and then they cover that ground and then they take all the kitchen and put in that hole and then again they they take buckets of kichdi from there now the parikrama you can see all this nursingapalli jagpit devananda kaudiyamot you can see this is how kichdi was made 20-25000 people would be fed because how can you store so much kichdi in a pot it's impossible they dig huge holes in front of nursingapalli and then one of these holes they make kichdi and all these holes they make kheer this is bhagwan's leela and this is when uh, even when the whole even when everything would be finished still the people they would they would get inside those holes and they would take little whatever kichdi kheer was left had so much faith in his mahaprasad so and so when they would leave they'd go off at pranams to the sadhus they'd give one paisa or even half a paisa then those those 50 paisa so is one paisa two paisa and then there was like four paisa or sometimes they'd get some some raw rice and anyone who's who saw sadhus they brought some honey from the forest in a in another pot like with some leaves whatever they could they would bring fruits and roots 
say all Maharajas never sit there and after Katha Kirtan during Prasad they sit there until 10-12 in the night so at that time they saw that everyone had left then a very skinny boy he very skinny boy he came he offered pranams to Maharaj so Maharaj asked where you have come from I have some come I have come from this Lakshmi Janardhanpur so he said my father my brother my mother died so I live with my uh, auntie I live with my aunt here I study in a school so then Maharaj said already come to my mat in Nadeep, that you can study in some school there. Then he said, all right. He said, all right, I'll come. <laughs> so then, as soon as Maharaj spoke these words, then the other sannyasis left. After their preaching, they went to other different places. And after some time, he left home. Anyhow, he came along. And he saw a big temple, they were on the Godiyamat. So much opulence. He said, yeah, bhajan cannot be done. Mm, why should I stay here? I live in the village, in the forest. And here you see there's only a building here made of cement and bricks. I don't want to stay here. I'm saying, I'll go to Vrindavan, I'll do bhajan there. So then from there he caught a train. So then when he, when he was in this train, the TT caught him. In uh, this place, Mughal Zarai, they check so much there. They caught this boy and they threw this boy inside the jail. In this jail, 20 people will be in one room. There's only one bathroom. There's only one bathroom where you have to drink water, bathe, everything. You have to do that. Sleep, do everything like animals. So then after three months in prison, then they'd leave him outside. So then he returned to Devananda Gaudiyamat. So when he returned to Devananda Gaudiyamat, Maharaj recognized this boy. When he saw this boy, he had sores all over his body. And he had typhoid. He was very skinny. And then he had this high fever. And so he had sores all over his body. And then he offered pranams to Maharaj, and Maharaj saw him. And then he asked him, saying, Oh, you're the same boy. He has such high fever. And he, oh, Maharaj, he kept him there with him in the temple. And Maharaj himself would dab him with a wet cloth on his head, cleanse him. And then he told one Brahmachari, Oh, we should look after him for two hours each. And called the doctor there. And this in 40-45 days, he recovered when everyone else was serving him. So, Maharaj said, I'm ready to fight even with Yam Maharaj, but I'll not let this person die. I cannot let any Brahmachari leave. Guru have said, during my Guru Maharaj time, Manangabhavan left, so I will not let anyone die in front of my own eyes. Any Brahmachari. And anyhow, he became alright after some time. So then Maharaj put him in school. So then he put him on the Ganugatya and went to Uftan Devoti in Navadip. He took over the storehouse.
Absent time, Maharaj left to Mathura. He told this boy, no, you stay here and I'll return. But still he could not return, stay there. Then he came to Mathura then from Navadip. Then Maharaj put him in this Chaturvedi Vidyalaya. He learned Sanskrit there. And Maharaj himself would teach him. Just as you take a small boy on your lap and you love him, you take the small boy on his lap and teach him. You love him so much. And then Maharaj, he sent him to Vishakhapatnam. Then Jagannathpuri. He said, Maharaj had him study so much. Then Maharaj told him, Now you speak Harikatha. When I go preaching, you should also come with me. In this way, wherever Maharaj would go, he'd take this boy with him. Before Maharaj, he had many sevaks. So then, when he left, so then he became Maharaj's sevak also. One sabji sometimes. If that sabji was not nice, he'd throw it away. If that sabji was not made, then he threw it away. He wouldn't give it to anyone else also. So I made this for Guruji. So no one else has right to eat it. Rather throw it away rather than anyone else eating it. Then make third time. Then again, if it was nice, he'd offer it to Gurudev. Very good cook he was. He was a very good cook. Maharaj was very happy with him. Was Maharaj so happy? He was very intelligent. He didn't leave any Shastras. He knew everything. So automatically everything was in his throat. He took responsibility for everything. Then Maharaj, then he gave him sannyas. And so he gave him all responsibilities to do Bhagavad Sapta, speak Bhagavad Sapta, preaching in India, in abroad, everywhere. He was very dear to Maharaj. And after Maharaj left, everyone used to say, many astrologers came, they used to say, that Maharaj, he went alone. So you have your three people. So then the astrologer used to tell me that you'll go first. Maharaj, when before he left, he said, now you stay. Now where am I going? I'm going where Rupa and Raghunath are present. And where Mahaprabhu's preaching is going on, there I'll go and do seva there. Under the guidance of Rupa Raghunath. And all of you, when time is appropriate, I'll take you there also. You'll also serve there in another universe. But Maharaj, he took his previous seva first. He didn't let him stay there. And then he took him. So why am I saying this? Because if there's a place for anyone in, in a sadhu's heart, then all the qualities will come to him. All the qualification. He very qualified. When he'd go Bombay, He'd go preach there in Prempuri Ashram. Go Bhagavad Sapta there. There there'd be uh, there'd be hundred and eight pots. Having lotus flowers. 
and then he'd say if they're not proper then I'll not speak Harikatha there and then he'd say say Maharaj is going to come he's going to speak Maharaj would speak for 15 minutes and then he'd speak the rest of the time Maharaj would say if you want to listen to Harikatha then listen to his Katha because he knows all Siddhanta Tattagya he is Tattagya Vishnu the others will only speak this or that what will they do they will make some animal which has the head of a donkey the tail of a lion body of an elephant but what he will say is according to Shastras he will never say anything which is uh, speculative I say he had all of Maharaj's love and affection there are other sevaks also all of them staying with Maharaj also nearby Govinda Prabhu he used to serve Mahaprabhu he used to massage him he used to cook for Mahaprabhu he used to always be near Mahaprabhu but who did Mahaprabhu like so much one day Govinda Prabhu he said he told Mahaprabhu that whole night you don't sleep you're weeping always therefore today I have told Sarabdhamada Raya Ramananda you should never come to meet Mahaprabhu and he said why did you stop them from coming here therefore they are not coming to meet me and he said no Mahaprabhu said I can no longer stay alive and why did you tell them to not come and see me because you are always weeping they come you are always weeping you are rubbing your face against the wall you don't eat you don't drink anything you cannot sleep any time I cannot see this and Mahaprabhu said you don't know my heart you cannot understand without Sarabdhamada Raya Ramananda I cannot stay even for one moment so Maharaji was like this say Maharaji had so much love he Maharaji had the sevak with him you see he In this way, the other Seva could say, that only he is speaking Harikatha, only he is doing Kirtan. Let me also do something. They say, Maharaj has so much love for the Seva. So this is not in everyone's fortune. Guru Vaishnavas, they see who is surrendered. Then everything is for that person. So they say, he served Maharaj whole life. And as soon as Maharaj said, he should go preaching, then he went. Shri Katha Kirtan go, Parikrama go. Shri Manaj, he did his whole life. Then last time, the Maharaj desire, Maharaj took him away. And then what happened? The society trustees said, Maharaj's Samadhi is here. No one else's Samadhi will be here. No one else can be given Samadhi here. At that time what happened? There was no Acharya, no one there. No one wanted to go there. Therefore right near Maharaj's Samadhi, he was also given Samadhi. Or else all the others, they were given Samadhi in other places. But you see the Sevak, he was given Samadhi right near Gurudev's Samadhi. See, a very astonishing thing. I got so many phone calls, emails, that they should not give in Samadhi here. He should be given Samadhi on the banks of the Ganga, here, there, so many things. 
And I said, whatever is going to this desire has happened, what can we do? And stop his will. He's saying, no, this is our property. No one can be given samadhi here. But you see, if Gurudev has accepted one in his seva and has used him, then how can you just tell that person to leave? So therefore, he was given samadhi there, right where Gurudev's samadhi was given. The person, he cannot be ostracized from Gurudev's society. So then they say, then uh, finally, this sevak, he had uh, he had written my name as a nominee in his bank account. So then his sevaks would come to me saying, oh, give us all the money because you're the nominee. And I was like, you see, you cannot, this money should only be used in the service of the bhaktas. Don't keep that money for yourself. Or that money is like poison. It will kill you. Any money you have. Don't ever think of saving it and hiding it within yourself, keeping it within yourself. Or else that will make cause of great trouble. Order I'll get, offer to Guruji or offer to Maharaj. So use everything, the service of devotees. Now one is Guru Bogi. Whatever he takes, collects, he keeps everything with him. Then we'll see what will be the result. So I, I told these sevaks of Maharaj, at least do something nice with this money. But this we don't want to do. They said, just give us the money. Because your name is there as nominee in the account. So this way, so even when Gurudev left, now was no one to leave in one brick for Samadhi. And you see now, how many years have passed. Still this sevak Samadhi is not proper. So let's see what Gurudev's desire is. Therefore, I tell all these sevaks that if you want this money, then bring, then build a nice samadhi for your Guru Maharaj. Therefore, one who preaches and who practices, he is Acharya. Maharaj would say, if you are only practicing, or if you don't preach, then Bhagavan will not be happy. Because Prahlad, the eternal Sinhadev, how will you be happy? Then he said, Oh Prahlad, I'm, you should make everyone else like you. I'm leaving you here. Why? I want you to train everyone else. Be like you. Pure. Pure devotees like yourself. That time, Prahlad Maharaj, he said, You see, one who is very selfish, he only goes inside the cave and he only chants, but he doesn't preach. Very bogey, big bogey. Bhagavan never bestows mercy upon him. Because he sees his own selfishness. There's no compassion towards the others. Doesn't teach anyone. Doesn't give his mercy to others. Doesn't love anyone. Doesn't try that others advance. From his very childhood, he, he said, Kaumara Chaitrakya Dharma Bhagavatam Niyan, Tullava Manisha Dharma Dhruva Martatam. That's very rarely attained human form of life. Therefore, from his childhood, he took bhajan. And then the whole life will never be cheated. He'll be strong. You see, one came when he was nine years old, one came when he was ten years old, eleven. 
And there was one devotee who came from Maharashtra. He was a Brahmin. Anyhow, he was roaming around, then he came to Mathura. Then he told Maharaj, I have come here, Maharaj. You know who Bhagawan is? And Maharaj said, yes. Can you help me meet Bhagawan? He said, why not? You stay here and I'll help you meet Bhagawan. He said, really? He said, well, I'll never speak lies. He said, I'll call the others also. He called them here. Then he, he went all over Rajmandal. Then he returned to Mathuramat. In Paramurudev, when he came preaching, he came to Mathura. He said, oh, will you help me meet Bhagawan? And he said, see, you see. If you want to meet Bhagawan, then there are two types of Bhagawan. There is a... See, one person who knows what is Vidya, knowledge, and what is Avidya, ignorance, and who knows, and who knows what is good, what is ultimately auspicious, and what is ultimately inauspicious. He, he knows how creation takes place, how pralaya takes place. One who knows these tattas is Bhagwan. Means he is Sevak Bhagwan, Ashray Bhagwan. And the other is he who embodies the six opulences. Asharja, Virjaya, Shri, Gyan, Vairakya, all the six qualities he who embodies, he is Shri Bhagwan. First take shelter of Ashray Bhagwan. Then you can attain this Vishay Bhagwan. First, you have all his qualities, learn to respect. Say, and then worship him. And then when you become strong, so this way he heard all this katha. Then he took diksha from Paramguru. Paramguru is very enthusiastic. He go everywhere preaching because he go to the military, Indian military. Then Mathura go preaching everywhere. He was from Maharashtra, Maharashtra Brahmin. He was Marathi. He went everywhere, all over Mathura, so many houses. His office, Diksha, his name was Krishna Swami. After Sanyas, his name was Padmanabh Maharaj. I was very happy with him. How was he? Onekadashi. Every day he'd go on Diksha. He'd come and return at 3.30 in the evening, in the afternoon. He'd eat something and then he'd work on publishing these Hindi books. Work until 11 or 12 in the night and then do his Harinam and then speak Harikatha, listen to Harikatha, do Kirtan. Very strong in following his rules, following his vows. In Ekadashi day, what did he do? He gave everything in charity. He gave his clothes away, his belongings, everything away in charity. And then he just put his gumcha on and he put this. Uh, Galavastra, that is sannyasi was. He also put his bhai vasas out. And on the Adashi day, when everyone had gone bhiksha, I'd cook and then I'd gone bhiksha. I'd feed everyone and then I had to cook in the afternoon, then gone bhiksha. And meanwhile, I saw his room was near the kitchen. And there, Patmanabh Maharaj, he put a kamcha down and he was lying down. 
So I had called him Swamiji. Then he said, oh, Swamiji, what happened, Maharaji? Then he said, no, Guru Maharaj is calling me. No, I have to go. So where will you go? Then I called Maharaj. This is a small temple there, Mathura temple. Maharaj's room was nearby. Kitchen was there. The temple was there, right there. Then I called Maharaj. Then this way he came. And he put his he put his head on Maharaj's lap. Then he was looking at Maharaj. He said, Now Guru Maharaj is calling me. Now I have to go. Where will you go? I'll go to Vrindavan. No, he said, at least you become, you become well again. Then you should I call a doctor on the hospital? He said, no. So by now he had already given everything in charity. So then I was rubbing his hands. It became very cold. Massaging him. Then Maharaj said, go bring some Chanamrit. Then put some Chanamrit inside his mouth. It'll drop. Then saying, Radhe, Radhe, Radhe. He closed his eyes. And he left his body. Not only Maharaj, his you see, his his feet were on my lap and his head was on Maharaj's lap. Only both of us were present there. Everyone else had gone on Bhiksha. And what is the use of calling the doctor also? Because he already left. Just see how how auspiciously he left his body. We see everyone has to leave, everyone should die one day. But why should one die in such a miserable way, suffering, cannot even breathe properly? In Chaitanya Bhagavad Vrindavan Dastagur is said that one who dies very auspiciously. He is actually, without Bhagavan's Kripa, he can never die in such a way. Or else his body, one will have to suffer so much when leaving the body. So the Brahmacharis came again. Then we all took him on our shoulders. Then we took him to the Yamuna. Then by then half was cooked and half remained uncooked. Then everyone told me, now you'll have to go bathe properly, clean the temple. Then I said, if the water of the Yamuna makes one pure, then you say, I don't believe in this Karmakanda Smarta rituals. Why should I clean the temple again? So then I again cooked again, I offered Boga. Because this is a version of the return from the God. Then so I distributed Prasad to everyone. Then Maharaj asked him, didn't you bathe? Why should I bathe? Because if one becomes pure by touching a Vaishnav, then who will make us pure then, if it's not a Vaishnav? Then Maharaj, he told me, he said, you have good faith, unflinching faith in a Vaishnav, or else without that faith, then what is the use? You see, even fish, turtles, they stay in the water, and they're always drinking the water, you see? But still they're very, they smell so bad, foul odor. Therefore, don't have any material considerations in regard to Vaishnava. Bathe yourself in the dust of Vaishnava. Always think of his name. Take his remnants. This is all you need to maintain your life and to fulfill all the desires that you have. This is not only to be sung. This is to be realized in one's heart. All these Kirtans are not on Thakur, Bhakti not Thakur. So they say, if by touching a Vaishnava, if you feel that you haven't become purified, if you haven't been delivered, then you think just by visiting any Tirtha, pilgrimage place, you'll be purified, you'll be delivered. Don't think this way. Think that only by the Vaishnava you'll be delivered. Because you see, even the Tirthas, they go to Bhagavan and they complain, saying, people, they come and deposit all their sins here. How can we deliver from these sins? Then Bhagavan, he assured them, the moment a Vaishnava comes and the foot dust, his foot dust touches you, then all the sins will go away. And for a Vaishnava, he himself restores the sanctity 
of a pilgrimage place. So is there any meaning in touching a Vaishnava's body and then again in going and bathing? Does it imply any uh, proper understanding? Because a Vaishnava is greater than any Tirtha. So you perform his final rites and again you go and bath. You again you go and bathe again, thinking you become impure. This is not proper. The Smartha Brahmins, they think this way. So then I went and I cooked and then for one or two hours I slept. And as soon as I slept and I came out, then at that time, there was no time even to chant Anik to chant Gayatri. Because so then, so in this way I had to always sit on the bed and chant Anik whole time. Then I came out. Or it's not possible. One time I came out, I came out. And sometimes I completed my mala in the night. Or sometimes. There's Vishay Sangha, Satsangha. And this way. Sometimes doing mala, even the beads are not moving. Because who are we remembering then? We cannot remember Shri Therefore I saw. Ute Shadu Bhajan. One day we went on Rajwandal Parikrama with Maharaj. And this way, in the month of Kartik, Guru Maharaj is present with me, Janathan Maharaj. Bhagavad Puri Sai Maharaj. More than 40-50 sannyasis, disciples of Prabhupada, God brothers of Paramgurudev, 150-200 brahmacharis, and 10,000 pilgrims. So there, there's one Maharaj's college in Nandagao. So we told the principal there that we're all coming. We should stay for three nights there in Ban Maharaj's college. Three nights in Barsana, three nights in Nandagao, three nights in... Kosi Shergar, three, not, three nights in Kama, means Kamyon. And this way we stay for three nights in each place. And then at 10 or 11 in the night, Maharaj had given us the order that you massage all the sadhus. They're very tired, give them hot water. Because very aged sadhus. Like Pujabharjanarathan Goswami Maharaj. So many. We wish to serve all of them. So we massage their legs and we give them nice oil massage and as we as we were about to sleep that Maharaj he came at 11.30 in the night then he called me do you see something do you hear something he said no then what is Maharaj saying we were thinking and Maharaj said just see go on the other side of Pavan Sarovar then he said what can we see in the darkness there is no light nothing then you see there there is an sadhu there just see how he's weeping and he's chanting. How he's chanting right now, weeping, praying. Go, see. So then we were seeing from far. At that time the Sadhu Sanyasi, he had done Parikrama and then in the night, he had he went on the other side of Pavan Sarovar, which is a forest. There he was offering Dhanur Pranam, rolling on the ground, weeping, saying, Ah Krishna, Krishna, when will you bestow your mercy upon me, O Radharani, O Guru Maharaj, O devotees. Now I've become very averse, conditioned. I dress as sannyasi, but I have no absorption. Because you see, there's Vesh, Avesh, and Samavesh. Vesh is the external appearance, and there's Avesh absorption, and Samavesh, complete absorption. Spring, oh, Pavan Sarovar, oh, Krishna, Nanda Baba, oh, Javasis, purify everyone. Please purify every wicked soul, such as me as well. And Maharaj, he just see how, just see the sadhana he's doing. 
now to realize that what what caliber of a sadhu he is and so we all went there he gurudev was there trikramaraj vaman maharaj but he had no consciousness this other vishnu at that time mangalarti everyone there about and they came then the sadhu also came the santa and gurudev he asked him every the whole night then he didn't say anything then his heart melted so much and he started weeping he said oh i came to nandagao I used to think the Vaishnavas around Vaishnavas. I didn't think Guru was Guru. I, not would I think that Bhagavan's Kripa is upon me. For I desire that all of you bestow mercy upon me. All the Vaishnavas. Then only can I have Darshan Shri Bhagavan. So one who has this longing. Then his heart always melts in separation. Then Maharaj would say in Harikata. So who was this Vaishnav? This Vaishnav was... Pujabad, Bhaktivedanta, Vishnu Maharaj. So this way one whose heart doesn't melt while chanting Harinam. And his heart is like a thunderbolt, like a rock. This way, if one's eyes don't weep, when ecstasy while chanting Harinam, then the heart is like a thunderbolt, like a stone. Or Harinam is he chanting, he has no faith. He doesn't respect the Vaishnavas. He was hot, burns when he listens to the glories of others, burns in envy and jealousy. He has no respect towards Mahaprasad, who is the Dham, the Dhamma Maharaj, during class. He, he gave so much mercy during Katha. All our Guru Varga. So if you chant Harinam, then your heart should melt. But you see, his heart is like a stone. Therefore, Nari Sarai Thakur Sang, Nari Hiya, Pashanadiya, Kemonagadi Ache. You see, even stone can melt, my heart is not melting, but that's how my heart has become stronger than a thunderbolt, harder than a thunderbolt. So even this, he described this in his Kirtan. Jadikaranga Nahito, Tabakaito, Kemonagadi Radharamayama, Premarasasima, Jagate Janatokki. Since Gurudev, when he spoke Harikata at Nandagao, he spoke about how one should do bhajan, how one should do kirtan. At that time, when he was speaking Harikata, there was not one single person whose heart wasn't melting, who wasn't weeping. Everyone was weeping there. So he could purify everyone's hearts by his katha, by his kirtan. Because the words of a pure devotee has this power, this potency, this shakti, that within a fraction of a moment, one will be purified, pure. So what Maharaj do? Then when he went to have darshan there in the Nandagao temple, there are many pandas there. They all came and surrounded Maharaj. Oh, Maharaj has come now. Maharaj is preaching in the West. He has many disciples. So now he's a big Parikranapati. So now he'll give us gold coins. So the time Maharaj said, All right, all of you come to the college. This one Maharaj's college. I'll give you whatever you want. Then Maharaj, he told me, Oh, listen, I bought 400-500 Rajavasis here. They're all going to come here. And you'll have to give each and every one of them one golden coin. So I said, how can I give a gold coin to each and every one of them? Am I so wealthy? Because Maharaj was teasing me. During Radhashtami, when my Guru Maharaj had come, Trikram Maharaj, they all come in Radhashtami. And because they were all so surprised, 
that how can radhashmi be observed in kansa's place mathura because there everyone is chanting radhe radhe in the temple this radharani shao means many brajwasi would come carrying baskets on their heads as offering shrimati radhika so maharaj said just see mathura has become non different from barsana therefore my guru maharaj trikramaraj was so surprised just see this place where kansa resides has become non different from radharani's place where everyone is dancing carrying all these baskets on their heads this is called radharani shao Mm-hmm. So this is Vaman Mara said. All right, I also wish to see this site. How this entire place has been transformed into Barsana. So that time everyone came. All our Guru Varga came. Vaman Mara, Srikramaraj. So Chau means this procession where all the Rajwasis carry these baskets on their heads, and then from top the Maharajas, all the devotees, they shower flowers on all these Rajwasis who have these flower baskets on their heads. So in this way, you cannot even imagine how this procession is. So many thousands of people are there. Even in Barsana, you cannot see such a crowd as the crowd used to see in Mathura during Guru Dev's time. and also also these matravas is very wealthy there is not one single house who would not who did not come because guru there preach in every single house there in mathura there was a big band also playing kirtans and then guru there would allow, he would tell one brahmachari you go this place you tell another brahmachari you go on this place he do kirtan this place that place and my guru maharaj was seeing everything trikramaraj was seeing everything and guru there he went down to welcome all these rajwasis who had these big baskets on their heads so many gifts would be bought sweets clothes gold silver that there won't be any place to even store them because this were the, these were their heartfelt offerings to shrimati radhika and then gurudev would distribute all this to all the others he would keep something for radharani and distribute everything else then my guru maharaj is seeing everything so gurudev was teasing me why that day i told one sevak today's radhashmi so today bring some silver plates silver glasses because my guru maharaj has come here so then he bought me silver plates silver glasses because he was jeweler's son and then he offered boga then what i what to do i gave the silver plate and i offered mahaprasad to guru maharaj trikram maharaj maharaj then i gave the golden plate the silver plate to maharaj maharaj said this is not okay what have you done huh? just see you've given me a silver plate but what about your guru maharaj So then immediately I told the sevak, go bring one more plate from Holy Gate. Then I bought one more silver plate, and then immediately I put Mahaprasad there. Then he gave to Guru Maharaj. And Guru Maharaj, he told me, and Trikramaraj sitting nearby. And Trikramaraj said, I am not Maharaja. He said, I am a bhikshu, I am a beggar. He said, I am a very poor man. I cannot eat on the silver plates. Just give me some remnants in my hand, I will eat my hand. My hand is my plate. But still Mahaprasad Maharaj won't listen. Gurudev was sitting there. Then we got another silver plate. Then we put the silver plate in front of Trikram Maharaj. And three of them were honoring Mahaprasad on the silver plates. Then Guru Maharaj he called me, "Come here." He said, "Today I have done a big fault. Committed a big mistake." You see, my Guru Maharaj is sitting there in Devanamda Gaudiya Mat. You haven't done anything for him. So he said, "Maharaj, don't worry. When you're leaving, then I'll give you." And then he said, "All right." Then Maharaj started teasing me so much. we have to give one gold coin to each of these brahmins who are coming there so then i have told all these pandas that when you come to college i'll give you one gold coin each so you arrange these gold coins each and one of them so so many had come so how can i feed all of them i was thinking because it's a forest where can i get everything and the brahmins are especially they like only puris pakwan made out of pure ghee they want to eat rice and dal like bengalis You see here, all these Brahmins, all these Brahmin boys come. 
You see, anyhow they're eating rice, dal, all these things. Very surprising because they never eat rice and dal. The time you see any Brahmin who would come, any Brajwasi, then you have to cook puddies, parotas, fried in pure ghee, five, six sweets. Well, there's no other way. You'll have to give them something. And this way, this invitation was given. So then I said, out of frustration, or who he has invited, all these people, he himself will cook. I said, because, you see, I'm always living with my father. So therefore, I can also speak, say something in return. So I said, that he who has invited all these Brahmins, he can cook. So why did you tell me, you don't have any other sevaks? Other sevaks also can cook, why only me? That time all it was two in the afternoon, I cooked for so many devotees. Again, you're telling me to cook. Now I can't do anything, I said. But then still, anyhow, again, I start cooking. Then I, again, I made puddies. Then I fed all these Brahmins. So then I so then had spoken these words out of frustration. So I went and hid somewhere near Pavan Sarovar. And I was chanting Harinam and became very sad. And Gurudev, he, I didn't meet Gurudev in the evening. And Gurudev, he told the others, Go try, go cook something. So the time they bought water from the well, thinking the dal can be used for dal. But then what happened, the dal became very hard. And this way, the water wasn't getting, the rice wasn't getting soaked in water properly. It was salty water. So then already, then I came in the evening, then what happened? Gurudev, he was, the brahmacharis, they were, they were trying to soak dal in water, which is very salty. So then I said, how can you use this water? Go bring water from one well which is seven kilometers away. That water is pure, sweet. Like me used to cook dal and rice. How can you use this water to cook rice and dal? Because I knew everything. So previously I hid the water in another place. Because I knew these brahmacharis didn't know anything. So then anyhow I got the hidden water. Then again we used it to cook the rice and dal. So then the next day then we fed everyone. Then Gurudev he told me, did you eat anything? You sit with me, then you eat something. Then Gurudev start shouting at the brahmacharis that you've all eaten nicely, but you haven't even seen if the others have eaten or not. Maharaj was saying that any sadhu who comes, no matter how much he's worked hard, if you disrespect him, disobey him, that because he has come to Bhagwan's Dham, Leela Bhumi in the month of Kartik during Parikrama, then how can you get Bhagwan's mercy? So therefore, don't do this. Hurao Bhagyama Bhagyam Nandakopavra Shavakasam Tanamaruhanandam Dhuna Brahma Sanatanam Who is Krishna? He is the friend of the Rajavasis. Rajas is a natural love for Bhagavan. Their seva is natural. Their friendship is natural. So if you don't have seva vritti towards him, then how can you possibly please Bhagavan? Bhagavan is not happy by worshipping him unless the bhaktas are worshipped. Say, Maharaj, he trained these brahmacharis in such a nice way. Once Maharaj is saying very proudly in Mathura, even if one person comes and offers one lakh to any of these brahmacharis, they will not leave. Because that one lakh rupees was like one crore. But brahmacharis will never leave, even if you offer them so much money. Gurudev, we trained 
he had one brahmachari study so much trained him so nicely that that they can never leave bachan bhakti never become separate from this line of gurudev someone would say when you go to chaitanya gaudiya man but i might go with maharaj two of us would go with him so but they would say maharaj would say maharaj you have two huh? very strong brahmacharis now you have two dandas they're always like a shadow they never leave you so maharaj would say there gurudev's gurudev's wealth is everywhere but given me they have given me this chance to serve everyone else Maybe they're so happy when, when we go to Chaitanya Gaudiyamat because our Karthik during our Parikram party would stay there for some days when we go to Vindavan. That time we'd go, we'd clean the temple, we'd cook, we'd do everything. We never thought that this was in our temple. We go to Chaitanya Gaudiyamat in Puri, we stay there 15 days during Purushottam Mahas, sometimes one month, we do everything there. We say, just see these sevaks, they're doing everything. That we tell our sevaks to do, they don't even wake up. But you see here, they're doing everything. Maharaj wasn't even staying with us. He was staying in Singhanya's house. But still we do all the seva. So Maharaj would say, if you want to do bhajan, you should make the heart pure by this seva. And the heart is made pure only by seva. Or else there's no other way. Therefore, seva sadha guru pana sadha guru pana sadha trahi cha atrahi. You say, everything seva, the heart becomes so pure. This is the Sarup manifest, this is the Bhav manifest by Sat Seva. Without Vaishnava Seva, how can you be delivered? Maharaj would ask, are they all your disciples? Then Maharaj would say, they are all my Parakiya disciples. The Swaki and Parakiya. They are all my Parakiya disciples. And I am their Parakiya Guru. You see, just by giving Diksha, one cannot be Guru. Because one man becomes Diksha Guru, one cannot fight with that person. But we'd fight with Gurudev. We'd, sometimes we'd even say, and he'd say, he had so much love. But in front of Gurudev, we'd have to be very, you have to fold your hands, you have to be very careful in front of your Diksha Guru. But we had, didn't have this Gauravadi towards Maharaj. He had this Lokik Sadbanduvat. Then this, Atma Kalyan can be had. Nothing should be hidden from him. Once Maharaj, he called me, he said, come here. I'll ask one thing from you. You have faith that you have faith that if you ask 20 lakhs from me, they'll give you 20 lakhs from me. Then I said, oh, if you want, you can give. If you don't want, don't give. Because that time 20 lakh rupees was a huge amount. But they said, do you have faith that if you ask this money, I'll give it, you know. So Gurudev said, if you don't have faith that I can give you 20 lakhs, then what faith do you have that I can give you Krishna Prem? Then I was thinking, what is Maharaj saying? Now he's saying 20 lakhs and now he's saying Krishna Prem. So is, so is Krishna Prem. Is, so Gurudev said, this Prem Bhakti is invaluable. If you have faith, then I can give you this invaluable Prem. You have this faith. When you have this strong faith, then you shall have this faith. Guruji can give me this Prema Bhakti. 
Gurudev, he called all the brahmacharis. He said, today, whatever you ask, I'll give you. What will you ask? Someone said, oh, my mind is going towards Maya. One said, my mind is not working. And all said many things. And finally, Maharaj would say, before I should think, is there any person who will ask for Vraj Bhakti, Prima Bhakti from me? You see, I have come to give this and all of you are asking for other things. You are not taking what I have come to give. Who has this intelligence? Then Maharaji went preaching in the West from 96. And sometimes he come to the temple only for like 10 days, 5 days. And then after that he didn't even stay for long in Mathura. So then I asked Maharaj, you are always preaching in the West. But then we have cheated of Harikatha, of your Harikatha. Then he said, if there's internet website, if you go online, you can listen to this Katha. This Katha goes everywhere. But you think you and I are not online. If we have this connection, you and I have this connection, wherever I am, you are also there. And speaking Harikatha, you can also listen wherever I am. Just become, have this Sambandha's relationship. Then you can listen to all this Katha, even though you are in another place, in another country. Therefore, Guru Vaishnava is because very dear to Shri Bhagavan. They have all Shakti. Now we will listen tomorrow. Ooh.